11 o'clock, it's Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, brought to you by Wheelhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc's Bruce Grove. And right here in West Edmonton Mall, wheelhawkbeefjerky.com. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here, talking fantasy sports for the next 54-ish minutes before we add things over to Alan Mitchell and Declan Kruger on the Lowdown with Low Tide. Of course, you can always reach us, one 833 401-1440 is the text line. You can get us with the old email, Connor at sports1440.ca and Brandon at sports1440.ca. Make sure to give us a follow on social media. Do some giveaways. We've got some more hats back in. Give a couple hats away over the weekend. We had, a, I think, Matt on Friday night predicted a 5-3 Oilers victory on Saturday night. Nobody predicted that outcome for the Edmonton Oilers, so we didn't give a hat away then. But then on Sunday, we had a bunch of people get correct the uh, Christian McCaffrey first touchdown scorer. So we'll be doing that giveaway as well. Lots of giveaways going on, Brandon. Uh, some predictable outcomes, some not so much. Yeah, I'm not shocked that nobody quite uh, penciled in a 3 nothing <laughs> uh, shutout at the hands of the LA Kings. And Dave, big save Dave, we, we did kind of joke about a little bit at the uh, very briefly on uh, the Saturday sports setup on Saturday morning. That with uh, Riddick expected to get the start, we're kind of like, well, this is a good opportunity for the Oilers to get a backup goalie. But new coach bump proved uh, proved a little more supreme and uh, a less than ideal result after a kind of sloppy game Friday night. But they still got the two points, which of course matters more. Well, we'll see what team we get uh, as they return home tomorrow night to take on the Red Wings. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, certainly, you can't be sleeping on the Red Wings. You never know. Uh, but for the Edmonton Oilers, four points or, or two out of four points over the weekend. Of course, uh, the Super Bowl, probably the biggest story of them all. Nick Taylor winning over the weekend. That's pretty fun. Knocking down a clutch putt. Uh, Brandon, uh, Super Bowl. We'll, we'll talk there. We'll start there. Uh, how did you do with your prop bets that you threw out there? Well, a lot of losses, obviously. I, sprink- <laughs> I sprinkle um, the sprinkle. Uh, Kevin loves to, to make fun of me for that. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of small bets across some fun things, even if they're just individual player props or some halftime show things. I'd picked OMG to be the first song, and of course it was not. The halftime show overall, we'll maybe dabble into that a little bit more uh, later in the program. But overall, like money-wise, I came out ahead because my largest bets were on the things that hit, including Chiefs money line. Uh, when, the, when the line closed, the over-under over, over was set at 47, so I got a push on that. Um, a uh, Kyle Juszczyk over five and a half total scrimmage yards, MVS anytime touchdown. Uh, there were a few things like that um, around the board that, you know, got uh, got my dollar figures back to where they were pregame and even a little bit above that. So that I, I can't ask for anything more. I mean, I'm not going into Super Bowl expecting, you know, fund myself for a year <laughs> or anything or retire on it. Uh, but as long as I can come out pretty close to even, I'm happy with it. There was a big thing about the Gatorade because we didn't for the second year in a row we didn't see it yeah. live and then all of a sudden we didn't see it afterwards for a long stretch and people thinking was there any Gatorade which I think is a possible prop in that specific bet of nothing getting dumped well they did get them they did and it was purple but we didn't know that until Andy Reid was on the stage with <laughs> Jim Nance uh during the trophy presentation they kind of cut cut to that scene um to almost relieve everybody's questions because even on Twitter people that are at the game I wasn't seeing anything about it uh here's here's one thing little uh I guess it didn't didn't matter in the end but a buddy texted me saying I think he thought that there would be no Gatorade dump because uh body armor who's kind of really emerging onto the scene as 
um, a big sponsor and getting in line with some big athletes, including our own Connor McDavid, that they maybe had a little deal in place that no Gator would get dumped, then a commercial afterwards explaining it, a big promo for them. Not the case, but fun to speculate on <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, you know, it, I, players don't always know what's going on. And sometimes I like I was like, he's going to get dumped with Gatorade. They could be told not to, but there's going to be someone who didn't get it. We know that because some of the Niners didn't know the overtime rules. Apparently. <laughs> and admitted it. Apparently. Now, I heard you guys talking about that beforehand. You would have deferred yourself? No, I, I would have. I would. Here's And so I, this is a rule I did not know about mm-hmm. the kickoff. And Shereen Williams explained it to us that if you choose to defer instead of receiving or kicking, you choose to defer, you then pick if you get the first third possession. Really? That's what she said. And I hadn't heard anything about that, which, and it all goes to say the same, the same thing why I criticized Kyle Shanahan's choice was that, that that's putting the cart in front of the horse when you're talking third possession. Like, do what you need to do before that. Yeah. I, I, I disagree with Shanahan's choice. I would have uh, received the kick if I'd won the, the coin toss. Then you know exactly what you have to get. So you would have kicked it away. I would have kicked it away. And then in that third possession... Well, then you, but here's the thing. If, and it's funny, I agreed with the, our guest Shereen on this one too. Chiefs down. If they say the Niners had scored a touchdown, I think the Chiefs would have went for two. I mean, that fourth and one that they had in the fourth quarter where they kind of had the option. It was like, you put that linebacker in a position. If you cover Kelsey, Mahomes runs. Yeah. You take the quarterback, he's going to dish it off to Kelsey. dump off, right? Like those types of plays the Chiefs are great at. So, yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, the second that they kicked a field goal, I was watching it, and I said, it's over. Yeah. Mahomes is not going to lose this football game. He's going to march them down, score a touchdown. I think you could see it in Debo Samuel's face when he they showed sitting, him on the sideline. On the bench, he, yeah, like writing was on the wall, I think, in his eyes. Patrick Mahomes, and I I'm, I mean, I'm saying this is a biased Chargers fan who has seen him do this a bunch of times. Like the Chargers, maybe not in the last year, but before that would hang around with the Chiefs and Mahomes would do that every time. Bills fans, you've seen it. Uh, uh, there's a lot of fan bases that can say, yes, I've seen him do that. Like, I almost think you should have gone for the touchdown rather than take the points. Like, because Patty Mahomes... And it's hindsight now, but he marched down that field with ease. And yeah, there's a fourth and one. And I mean, there, there was conversions there, but he, he's just so clutch. And now the conversation, you, you know, you can have it if you want. Is he the GOAT? We, let's see how his career pans out. I don't think it's an easy path to the Super Bowl for the next five to ten years, however long he wants to play for. You got Burrow, you got Allen. Maybe Harbaugh has the char- charges in the right direction. Maybe the Dolphins figure to th- get it better. Like, if the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, are they back? You know, like, it's not going to be an easy path, but holy cow. I would say the best seven-year stretch of any quarterback in the NFL. He's, Three Super Bowls, six championships. Every, every year he's been a starter. Yeah. He's went to an AFC championship game, losing to Brady, which was kind of the passing of the torch there that year mm-hmm. um, lost to Brady again in the Super Bowl this time with the Bucks, which the Bucks defense was just out of this world during that game and then yeah three Super Bowl wins over let's be honest three pretty good teams this nine Kyle Shanahan twice with different looks of the similar team and uh, and last year the Eagles who were supposed to be the best team in the league yeah so it 
I totally understand when people say they're kind of tired of the Chiefs. Uh, they see them so much. They win every year. But guess what? I think we should really, and I'm guilty of this as well, kind of take a moment to appreciate seeing greatness in action. We talk about it every day with Connor McDavid in Edmonton. We are watching maybe the greatest hockey player to ever put on skates play the game in our city on a week-to-week basis. Why are we not just as pleased that we get to watch probably the greatest quarterback to ever play the game do it on a week-to-week basis? Yes, it's not in our city, but it's the same thing. Like, we should be appreciating this instead of trying to, like, knock it down and say, oh, I can't wait for so-and-so to knock off the Chiefs, and they don't have the, the, the depth down the line to uh, keep this going, whatever. Like, let's just appreciate it for what it is and, and give credit where it's due because this team was not on a lot of people's radars as Super Bowl contenders most of this regular season. I'd say the second half, they probably flipped the switch a little bit, but until the playoffs started, it was still questionable. They were underdogs in every game, for goodness sake. Text coming in here, and a very good point. L. Nate, or E.I. Nate, as he's on some circles. Brady from 14 to 20. Guy won four and went to five. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Pretty unbelievable, and you're right. Like, but I, I still disagree because I want to hate on these guys. Now I can respect Tom Brady. Like when he went to Tampa, I, I started to like him a little bit more. Now that he's retired, still gonna put the respect on his name. Patrick Mahomes, I, I'm, I, I want him to stop. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it already. He's got, he's done too much. He's a Hall of Famer, first ballot already. Now just take it easy for a bit. I'm not saying you pull a Barry Sanders, but let someone else have a shot. Come on, man. Does it? Does you? <laughs> do you think it's impacted you more because they are a division rival of the team that you are most uh, no. emotionally attached to? You know what? I hated the Patriots so much. I just let go. Whoever wins the Super Bowl doesn't impact me. I'm just frustrated the Chargers don't. You know, because if if I had you know taking it more personal because it was a rivalry. You know, the Broncos won one. That would have crushed me. Now the Chiefs have three. I hated the Patriots. They kept winning. The Colts and Peyton Manning got there. The Steelers. Like, I would love to see, like, a, you know, and it was nice when the Chiefs won the first time, right? Because it wasn't the same old, same old. Yeah. But now it is the same old, same old. Like, I want want to see the, the Bengals or the Chargers or the Jags do it. You die the hero or you live long enough to see yourself <laughs> become the villain, Connor. That's what greatness is, I think, when it comes to sports. Because yeah. it, and no matter what, um, I mean, look at like the Red Wings and the Avalanche uh, from out of the Western Conference in the 90s into the early 2000s. And the Stars can probably be in that mix too. They only won one, of course. But like, I think every other team hated those be- guys because they, and it's a little bit different, pre-salary cap, they could just spend money out the wazoo bring in every talented name they're basically the new york yankees of the nhl but hey they won and every other team hated it because they beat you down year after year my own ducks it was basically just a walking sentence that yeah we're probably gonna have to play the red wings in the first round and we are going to lose yeah it it was just a a foregone conclusion um you get get to a point of just being happy to be there i agree i'd like the afc is loaded how many, like, of the 16 teams, how many have, like, a legitimate, exciting young quarterback? And, I mean, maybe if you don't want to include Young in there, if Aaron Rodgers is back for the Jets, too. Like, how many real quarterback question marks are there across the AFC compared to the NFC? Well, we can do this. Josh Allen with Buffalo. Miami has Tua. The Jets, maybe, maybe Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. Patriots, 
going to have a rookie. <laughs> Question mark. Yeah. Ravens have an MVP. Cleveland Browns. I don't What is Deshaun Watson? He's gotten a lot of money. Yeah, he's rich. He's locked in. Steelers, question mark. Bengals, Joe Burrow. Texans have Stroud. Jags have T-Law. Colts have Anthony Richardson. Got to stay healthy. Titans, Will Levis, question mark. He, he kind of, like, he showed enough flashes that I, they ha- like, they're obviously going to roll with him next year, right? Like, Yeah, and then the Chiefs, Broncos are moving on from Russ, obviously. Chargers of Herbert. Raiders, question mark. That's a lot of bona fide, like, how many, and of those guys you listed that we said are for sure, how many do you think, like, you could say, like, yeah, I can see them winning a Super Bowl? Yeah. I mean, you build the right cast around them. I think they're all pretty capable. capable. The only, you know, the New England Patriots are one of the question marks, but I think they'll address that potentially Drake May in the draft. Mm-hmm. See how it works out. But yeah, the AFC is tough, but the Chiefs are just so dang good. And, and you know what? They're going to reload. I think they're going to add a stud receiver this offseason. I, I, do you think it's in free agency or through the draft? I think it's free agency, and I think it's Mike Evans. I hear the Bucks are doing a lot to try and keep him and Baker both in town. They should be. <laughs> they should be. This could just be my worst fear, but I don't know. Hey, Mike, you were great in Tampa. If This is my pitch from the, the Chiefs, but why don't you come play with Patty Mahomes? It's a little colder. Great barbecue, Patrick Mahomes. Do you think it makes a difference that he did get a ring? So yeah, he's he like, he, he's, he's not, he's not necessarily in that, you know, ring chaser mode. Yeah. He's, he's content. He's like, I prove myself. And I know we always say he's like, you know, underrated and that's probably still true, but the stats are there. He's going to be a first ballot hall of famer. He he doesn't really have anything left to prove unless, no. unless it is just a, um, you know, end of career. Well, he's not even really the end, but he's only 30. It's, that's the craziest <laughs> part. We all, it seems like he's been around forever, but to call it a mid career, uh, mid career uh, team change. And then go have the chance to really tack on a couple more championships. Yeah. I mean, I it, they have to add something to Chiefs. What about I think. Mike Williams? Yeah. I mean, he'll likely be a, a cap casualty for the Chargers unless he restructures. That would be one. Mike Evans stays healthy, though. True. He's like one, two, three, four, five games missed in his career. His the least he's ever played is third is thirteen in twenty nineteen. That might be a high for Mike Williams. Man, he's good. Yeah, he's just he's so good. And he plays with the Bucks, so maybe, you know, the Bucks aren't a not a primetime team. They're they're not hidden by any means, but yeah, he he's phenomenal. And I, I think just the Chiefs, you know, they've built up that defense for the draft. They've got a lot of players on nice deals. Um a couple guys are probably gonna have to look to to re-up, but it's, uh, it's going to be a probably another good offseason for those Chiefs, and who knows what they'll do in the draft. Maybe they move up. Uh, Tyler Millwood says, wellness check on Montana to Rice. Go Rams, go. Yeah, if you're out there, Montana to Rice, hope you're doing okay today. Hernan Salas, you as well. I didn't want to text him last night because I figured it might have been a little bit too soon. Fat Efron says, I don't know if Watson is rich. He needed that money to pay off his settlements. He got so much money, all guaranteed. Jeez. It's funny how they they gave out that contract, and I bet some agents around the league thought, okay, here we go. Quarterbacks are going to start to get all these guaranteed, and owners are like, no. Yeah. No, we're we're, we're not, because the Haslam's are the owners uh, in Cleveland, right? Yeah. And, like, it didn't take how much longer until Baltimore and Lamar were locked horns again. Lamar already had won an MVP, mm-hmm. and he still had to fight tooth and nail for every penny. And how many owners are like, thank you? 
don't yeah. we got to we, yeah, like, you we have had to, to stop that trend. I, I bet there's some owners and managers across the NBA that would like to see someone kind of take a stand to something like this with, with star players demanding trades and saying, I'm only like only trade me to this one team and stuff. Because I, I think the NBA is the, the league, at least in the big four across North America, where the players hold the most power and the superstars in particular. Uh, they seem to kind of really control their own destiny. Uh, they get cut loose at, at whim and, um, you know, like I said, p- picking their destinations for trades. It's it can be frustrating when you're trying to put together a championship team and you get hamstrung by the wishes and the emotions of just one player on the roster, right? Even if they are a superstar. So I think the NBA would like a lot of those owners and managers would like to see somebody uh, grow the stones to to take a stand, kind of like we've seen some of these guys do in the NFL and say, no, like that's not how it works. Whether it be with the running backs, with the quarterbacks, the guaranteed money, that's the whole shtick, right? Yeah. That's not how it works in the NFL. Guaranteed money is virtually uh, non-existent. I mean, in the NBA, they know, like I'm a star player. You need a star player to win. I can make this happen. I'm trying to think of players who have demanded trades in the NHL or requested them. Sometimes you don't quite get it, right? Uh, you know, yes, a play RV a couple of years ago. It was just like, no, you're at your lowest trade value. You have upside. We're going to keep you like, well, that was like, I think when Ken Holland first started with the team and you see that around the NHL where it's like, well, we'll look, but we're not going to make a deal just to make a deal. Whereas in the NBA, sometimes these superstars have that power. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's ever going to change as long as those guys keep winning. We shall see. We'll take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to the inbox a little bit more. Take your text to one 401 Talk about the Edmonton Oilers. What happened on Saturday night after a big comeback against the Ducks. They kind of looked like they had no energy against the Kings. Talk about that and more. Maybe look ahead a little bit to the NBA. There's some uh, opportunity for you daily fantasy players out there to potentially cash in we'll do that and more it's fantasy frenzy brought to you by will hawk beef jerky here on sports 1440 11 22 it's fantasy frenzy here on sports 1440 brought to you by will hawk beef jerky alberta's best beef jerky check them out in leduc spruce grove or right here in west edmonton mall online at willhawkbeefjerky.com connor halley brandon douglas 1-833-401-1440 is the text line if you've got any Questions, comments, uh, let us know. How'd your, how'd your prop bets go? I asked you, Brandon. Uh, me and the boys sprinkled a little down. Won our first three. Nailed the anthem. Reba, that second brave. Second brave, controversial. And just stretched it out. I think she was trying to mess with the Chiefs because they always say, home of the Chiefs. Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I think she wanted to throw them off and then overpower them. Power move by Reba. Uh, yeah, I saw some people were mad about it. And if I went under, I would have too. But, but we didn't. But you didn't. So we took the over. Everything said over, though, before, like, if you were better than the under, I don't know. Which, I mean, hey, I guess without that second brave, it would have been under. She was, was she was really pacing her way through it. It was... Well, the, the King's Anthem singer, I recorded it the night before, was a minute 35. Now... Yeah. People were very critical of the King's Anthem singer, <laughs> which was not my intention. If there's one thing Oilers Twitter loves to do, it is criticize the anthem singers of other places. And play-by-play people. And, and pretty much everything. Austin Matthews. Even, and- <laughs> uh, even my uh, my good friend in front of the program, John Gilly, sent me a tweet when we were at the, uh, at the Ice House on Friday night watching the game saying, Oilers Anthem singer. Greater than, greater than, greater than, greater than Ducks Anthem singer. <laughs> and I was thinking of sending back a retort after uh, my boy Cam Fowler scored a goal saying, 
Ducks top defenseman greater than greater than greater than Oilers top Ooh. defenseman. But that would have been a pretty cold take uh, exposed because obviously that game did not end particularly well for uh, my friends down in Anaheim. It did not. It did not. Uh, the boys and I also hit the head heads on the coin toss. How could you? We picked the Chiefs to win the coin toss. So we yeah. were we were three for three before kickoff. Tails never fails, Connor. It failed. It was one for two yesterday. Yeah, I failed once yesterday. I was, I was actually looking. I was trying to see if I could get a second bet in on the coin toss for the overtime one. In overtime, I was like, ooh, do you stick with tails or do you switch it up? Ashley was like, no, you don't switch it up. You no. can't. You're opening yourself up to criticism. Correct. So you got to stick with tails. Uh, the guys, we got the first time out, Kansas City. So we were four for four. The anthem, we took under eight and a half songs. Didn't the love half that. Halftime show. Yeah. With Usher. And then uh, we also missed out on the Gatorade. We took yellow. Odds were Was good. Was yellow the same category as green, right? Like, yeah. Yellow, yeah, that's what I was on as well. It's a couple of different colors. But purple, back-to-back years. Perp. Any uh, commercials you see that were enjoyable to I'll you? be honest. Uh, being up here in Canada, we don't get the, the real slate of commercials. You can go back and watch them after the fact. I didn't last night because by the time it was game over, I had to drive home. Yeah, do up a little bit more prep for this morning and stuff. So I, I haven't watched back any of the ones. You know what I did like from the Canadian perspective? The mm. Jerry D and I didn't know the the lady that was in the commercial with them, the Doritos thing saying they were like going to reenact the American commercials <laughs> for Canadian viewers. I don't actually know if I watched them do any reenacting, but like that was one of the first ones of the night. Clever. I liked that. I thought, I thought that was a good bit. It is. It all, Yeah, it's, it's with the times. I was at my in-law's beforehand and a little uh super bowl chili with them and they have access to all the american channels so i was setting them up it's pretty envious of so that. like if you're actually watching it on cable and you watch it on cbs not on tsn do you get the american commercials i don't know how we, like how do they get the american commercials I don't know what they have, but they have access to way more channels. And I think we got them on a CBS from like Alabama. Is this like some sort of illegal cable stream? Like uh, your obligatory Seinfeld reference, that episode where Kramer has the two Russian guys come in to (laughs) install it in Jerry's apartment? I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm. I hope I'm not ratting them out. (laughs) Anyways, they will be knocking on the door by this afternoon. Yeah, they got to see the commercials. Uh, Not not quite us. Uh, Smitty the Welder about that game. Kind of crazy. The most penalized offensive lineman didn't get one holding penalty last night. Oh, maybe he simply didn't hold. Or he did and the refs missed it. John Madden told me in like Madden 2002 that you could call holding on basically every Every play. play. I, I mean, I thought he... I remember him from his time in Jacksonville, and there was one game where uh, the Jags had a pretty nice comeback against my Chargers, and he was lined up like 15 feet back every play. That's when Joey Bosa lost his mind and he has got uh, he's faced a lot of criticism this year. <laughs> he got exposed. Was it Monday night against the Lions? Where was it? Aikman, whoever the color analyst was, like just kept on hammering it. Or was that was that not the first game of the season, the Thursday night kickoff? Lions. That's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, oh, would have it been Aikman doing that game? Whoever it was, whoever the color guy Who, was, whomever it was. Yeah, they were just calling it out. Repeat again, again, <laughs> yeah. again. And I was like, where was this on that Saturday night in January last year when he was doing the exact same thing? 
Anyways, yeah, hey, I I don't know. I thought the officiating was okay. I, I actually thought the officiating was quite good. The the most blatant thing, and it's weird because it went unnoticed in real time. It wasn't until the halftime show that apparently uh, the Niners um, touched down the Juwan Jennings to CMC touchdown pass. Um, ineligible man downfield. Yeah. Apparently. But, it's, a, it's a bit of a miss. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I thought it was a good job letting them play. Like, no um, unnecessary or, like, just for the sake of throwing them, um, like, pass interference penalties and stuff. There wasn't a lot of opportunities for them, I, I don't think, either. There was that one that extended the Niners' drive. They called it the hold. Oh, yeah. And then all I could think of in my mind was, this kind of looks similar to last year in the Super Bowl. So I don't think Chiefs fans are going to say much about this one. No, <laughs> like, no, <I> don't. <laughs> what, uh, what did you think of the of Kyle Juszczyk, um, another, like, kind of drive-saving play, Made the made the catch according by the rule, and then uh, kind of didn't survive contact with the ground. But apparently, it already made his football move, so it doesn't matter. I thought it was a good catch. Des Bryant himself said, "Not a catch." <laughs> well, the, the rules have changed a little bit. I, hey, Des caught it. Des caught it, guys. But I thought he turned it upfield. That's your football move. Got to secure it, though. I guess had it had the Chiefs lost, maybe more people would be talking about it. Oh, it's almost certainly, I think. What did you think about Travis Kelsey getting into it with Coach Reed? Because I think if that was other players, that might have been a bigger deal, but it didn't get too much hype. I actually thought it got made quite a big deal or had a big deal made about it because it was Travis Kelsey. I mean, he's like, you know, the one of the two best offensive players on the team. And it got sugar-coated post-game because they won. Yeah. So water under the bridge, you can laugh it off. But also, I mean, like, you want to see emotion from your from your guys, I guess, and I'm sure Andy Reid is no exception to that. Like he wants to see that, but there's a time and a place, I think. And just because you're frustrated in what your role has been so far in the game, that's not a reason to get up and like getting physical yeah. with, with your head coach. It's it's um it's a bad. And I I thought it looked very bad on Travis Kelsey. Don't get me wrong. It kind of thankfully halftime comes and you can cool the Jets and maybe have a little word to man to man word about it between a coach and a player come back out Travis Kelsey had a great second half they don't win that game without him um and my only thought was you know maybe Taylor sees that and uh says yeah I'm not as uh I don't like that side of Travis Kelsey <laughs> she decides to leave him in the dust and makes herself an uh, eligible bachelorette again maybe I'll reach out see what she's up to send her a bracelet or whatever Travis did yeah it seemed to work uh it's called friendship bracelets I think so like they do it at her concerts right Maybe. Yeah. There uh, was something to do with it. We her. are not the right people to <laughs> be discussing that specific topic. But you're right. Yeah. I mean, he finishes with 10 targets, nine receptions, 93 yards. Uh, I think it was the 22-yard gain was that little drag, big conversion for them that he, he took upfield, had a lot of space to run. I, I get the frustration. I get talking to your coach. I get screaming at your coach, but then you put your hand on him. That's an ejection if it's an official. Head coach, Reed, he just probably was like, shut up. We're going to get you the ball. Like, I'm big red. Yeah, like chill out, man. Uh, so Rod says, how come Stones weren't up for best album at the Grammys? Not even nominated. Sad. And then also Husk says, Stones' new album is fantastic. I guess, w- was that the new Stones you played? Yeah, the that's like the, that's the, in, in fairness, I, I've heard nothing but good things about this new Stones album. That's the only song I've heard that's angry on. It was a single. Also made some ways because uh, Sydney Sweeney was uh, the featured actress model in the music video mm-hmm. so that was uh, i think got a lot of eyes on it for good reason 
But that's the only song I've heard, and I love it. I, I like that song a lot. I play it very often. So maybe I do have to do a little bit of a deeper dive. New T-Pain song came out yesterday, too. I'll have to check that one out. You will. We, we'll, we better check it out during the break, actually. Um, yeah, and they weren't nominated. Yeah, you know, the Academy. Who cares? It's all a farce. Who cares about awards? It's all about who you know. So true. <laughs> who? Queens of the Stone Age? That comes in from JCD. I don't know the relevance to it. Well, I think JCD is a noted Queens of the Stone Age fan. Great band. Great band. But uh, no, we are talking about the Rolling Stones. Ever heard of them? Queens of the Stone Age got a new album or what? Maybe maybe that was the topic. We got to take a look. They got some good stuff, though. Uh, Brett from Stoney. Last week, we read his, his prop bets. He went three for 12. Not ideal. You know what? I'm not sure if I was much better than that. But we were four out of six. But just because of the amount wagered that the three or four won easily cleared the money for the whatever eight or nine lost. That's how you do it. Put your money where you're confident and <laughs> yeah. use the rest for fun. I was confident in the Chiefs. I was confident in the MVS having an impact in the game. And I was very confident in Kyle Juszczyk having more than five and a half scrimmage yards. He had that in the first play. So texts are really starting to roll in. JCD says, oh, Rolling Stones, LOL. Uh, Furball says, two takeaways from the Super Bowl. The NFL needs to change the kickoff rule. How many kickoffs went last night that no one had a chance to return? What is the point? And number two, that halftime show was pathetic. You don't have an R&B act at the Super Bowl. It's not the kind of music to fire people up. I'd rather watch a high school band, quite frankly, Furballs. Uh, the kickoff rules, I mean, it changed a while ago. I know Pat McAfee, a former punter, hates it. They didn't like the injuries, so they changed it. It's it's stupid. I agree, but that's kind of the way it is. Halftime show. Chain, and changing it was moving up where you get a touchback from, correct? Did yeah. Not, and did it change anything else? That's just escaping? Like, Well, the gunners can't run beforehand. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you can't gotcha. get the speed going. Uh, there's a blocking thing they changed. Like the three-man, you can't do that anymore because mm-hmm. guys were just trying to blow it up. Yeah, it kind of got boring. We did see a big play by a gunner on the punt. Um, Pinned on the one? Uh, well, the, well, the special teams were a factor. And then the tackle. The, the tackle. Almost the, looked like a face mask. Like, yeah, right and then he just down. like just got the arm kind of right around the, the collarbones, basically, and yanked him. That was a big, big, big contact, big play. It was. Uh, we'll get the, the halftime show reviews in our final segment, maybe. Uh, Sean says, wasn't Mahomes getting into it with one of his receivers as well? I, I was watching with my family. I had a couple, uh, my two nephews were just ripping around. So <laughs> the sideline stuff I might have missed. I didn't catch that either. I'll be on and I very possible I missed it. I'm uh, on my phone a lot seeing, um, you know, what else is buzzing around the interweb in between plays as I'm listening just to Tony Romo babble sometimes incessantly. <laughs> um, I did not see that. I know he, that's like one of the big thing people have really praised Patrick Mahomes for this year that amidst all the frustrations and the drops this team led the league in drops this year that he the only real moment of frustration he had was after the uh, Kadarius Tony offside call but he wasn't even like I'm sure he was mad at Kadarius Tony but he just took it out on the officials instead and yelled at them about calling it <laughs> I, I don't I don't remember seeing that Sean if you can uh, give us a more specific thing I'd be happy to look into it and clarify but I don't recall seeing that 
Ogie Bear says, if the rabid Kelsey bump happens to me in the regular season, I bench him for the remainder of the game. Lucky for him and the Chiefs, it was the Super Bowl. He was vital in the second half. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like he, If you take out Travis Kelsey, you don't win that football game. No chance. Like, he's so good. Even if he's not getting the ball, defenses, you know, Fred Warner, you whoever it might be, atten- especially is when, on him. And especially then, when Dre Greenlaw's out of the game. Yeah. Now you're down to your one-star linebacker in the middle of the field. Like, that's Fred Warner's spot, and he's all of a sudden, if he's not there, what? Like you don't want to leave Fred Warner open up to do anything else other than just focusing on Travis Kelsey. Yegbud says Travis did nothing wrong. People need to relax. And then a word I'm not going to say on the radio, Yegbud, we don't see that happen very often. Coaches don't usually get grabbed and shoved by their tight end. I would say he did a little something wrong, but he's Travis Kelsey. He's a superstar, and he's not going to get punished for it, especially mid-game. He's too damn good. Big G says it was on the sidelines when he went to Kelsey or McCaffrey in the end zone. It was Rice. So Rashi Rice was the receiver, receiver he was getting into it with? That's like been his best receiver. That's his boy. <laughs> Outside of Kelsey, obviously. Pass catcher. Uh, Mike Miles says Mahomes deserves credit for blocking on the outside. Outside noise to his dad getting a DUI and his brother being a brother. Yeah, I think just getting on the field is just, you forget about that kind of stuff. It's an escape. Yeah, his wife shrugged off his brother at a club table on Friday or Saturday night. That made some headlines. <laughs> I like it. Deservedly so, maybe not. But I mean, hey, in, in today's day and age, people have got videos on everything and there's nothing that gets missed, right? So something like that happens. If it wasn't on video, it'd be like, yeah, it's a nothing burger. But just because there's this video and Brittany Mahomes kind of given the, the shoulder shrug because Jackson can't get in, all of a sudden it's a story. Not my not my cup of tea, more of a, a TMZ style story, I think, than maybe an NFL news one. But uh, but it's still all all factors in when you've got a guy at the center of the football universe trying to trying to make history, uh, you know, first back-to-back champions in 20 years. So now going to be going for the three-peat. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll get one to the text box a little bit more. one 401 Fantasy Frenzy, Hallie and Douglas brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. 1142 Fantasy Frenzy rolls on. Brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Hallie, Douglas with you here. one 401 That is the text line if you'd like to get in. Before we wrap up, I found out we have a snooze button, basically. I can just mute people for 24 hours. So if you, uh, you're a jerk on the text line, you get that boop, and you're gone for 24 hours. We can also block people, but I like this little snooze button we have. Kind of handy. Uh, Brandon, coming up today on the Lowdown with Low Tide. Would you believe it? NHL rumors at 12.20. Then we've got Rachel Dory at 12.40. Jason Gregor will swing by at 1.20. Then Mama MMA on the Jason Greger show following that uh, we're going to be joined by Matt Verderam of Sports Illustrated to recap the Super Bowl we've got Cam Tate's two minute warning Andy Petrillo from CBC Sports Mark Spector at 5 o'clock and then Kevin Woodley at 540 also uh, the request has been put out to Kevin Carius to join on the show as well oh will it happen you think was it just to talk about his uh, fi- finally putting a cap on his uh, 0-19 season in fantasy football, a league in which he competes against Jason Greger, who was the victor of the league this year. Yeah, the first time. And they were out at uh, first round yesterday, I think, with a couple of their other league mates, uh, one of whom I think is kind of one of the head honchos, actually, at first round, I think. I can't remember his name. Steve something? 
I love first rounds. I might have made that up, but uh, <laughs> but besides the point, they were there taking in. Uh, I believe the start of the game, uh, Carries had to pay up on a couple of his shots. That's he he made some trades for to alleviate the because with each loss in that league, they got to do shooters. So I'll uh, I'll I'll keep tabs and make sure I uh, don't miss Kevin's Kevin spot to hear him defend himself about how bad he was at fantasy football this year. I like their rules. I think it sounds like a lot of fun. I. Th- I think because like the shots thing, I think they should have to do them all at the draft. Being able to uh, have some a little bit earlier and then trade them off. Yeah, that sounds like a fun thing. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily a punishment in my opinion. Yeah, I have to finalize my, uh, I was I was also a league champion in fantasy football, not to brag. Uh, so I get a pick on a punishment for um, our last place finisher. I've got I've had a lot of ideas percolate around and had a lot of suggestions come in, but I think I'm gonna gonna settle in on something here this week. What are you thinking? Do you have an idea? I've got I've got a couple different ideas, some of which have come from this show. Um, I've seen a few things online over the last couple of years that aren't aren't quite as like the super popular like Waffle House thing. I think that's kind of tired out. That's it's, not even a punishment. It's done for me. <laughs> um, I was thinking about making him join a. What's the technical name? A multi multi level media or multi level marketing? Like a pyramid. Join a pyramid scheme, and then you have <laughs> to keep. You have to sell until you make a certain like dollar figure in sales. Basically, it's not a pyramid. It's a triangle. It's it's just a triangle scheme. Um, uh, going to maybe like an open mic night and having to to sing or, or try and play an instrument or something that you don't know how to do. Stand up comedy, maybe something like that. Um, that'd be so tough. It. <laughs> brutal man but hey it's a punishment it's it's not supposed to be easy so those are a couple ones at the top of my list but i'm uh, i'm still working things around taking suggestions from other guys in the league about what they like the thing is whatever gets done um there are ruling is like if it's something like that like i have to pay for it so if he were to join some sort of uh pyramid scheme whatever like the startup cost is i'd have to front <laughs> which not sure if i want to do that for just as a joke depending <laughs> i guess see how much it is but be funny though uh, Coach Vic says the impact of Kelsey was seen on the winning touchdown. When Kelsey moved, the corner dropped to cover him. He already knew they were going to score. His hands were up in the air before the ball was caught. That is the impact. Well, that's exactly it. And that's why I say, like, if Travis Kelsey is mad about not getting the ball, he's still making an impact. I mean, you notice it when they put him in motion, the attention. Like, uh, you, Patrick Mahomes can immediately tell if it's man or zone. Uh, you know there's going to be double coveraging on him. They have to at least try to bracket him at some point. Like, his impact, he could, he could not be targeted once, and you're still going to be watching out for him. Like, it's it's going to have a big-time impact. We have another one here, JCD. What do you think of the halftime show? 7.1 out of 10. It wasn't great, wasn't bad. I told Donovan this when he asked me when I came in here. I, if if you hear me complain about a halftime show, something's up because it's it's free. It's like I didn't pay anything for it. It's hard for me to be too critical of it. I think Usher is a pretty good performer. Music was okay. Some of the songs were a little slow, but I, I think you got to play the hits. And for a lot of people, they probably love that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think seven out of ten would be okay for me. I thought it was better when Lil John came out. Oh, 100%. Uh, I, I thought Ludacris that, I, was good. I thought that took it from pretty meh to good. Yeah, it was, it was good. Like I, I said this in the last couple of weeks leading up. You and I talked about it, Connor. That, like, I'm, I'm not a huge Usher guy. Like I can name like probably the three or four 
big, big songs, and that's probably it, really. Like, even that duet he did with Alicia Keys, I, I don't know that song. And Alicia Keys is huge. Like, she's she's terrific. Um, the uh, the artist, Her, is that, like, they came and played the guitar. Mm-hmm. I thought that was sweet. Uh, and then as soon as uh, Will I Am... Lil John, Ludacris. The fact that Lil John was kind of like out in the in the pit in the yeah. in the crowd, I thought that was a great element. And then uh, my favorite part of it all was the roller skates. <laughs> Very impressive. I think Jermaine Dupree just showing up. That's a name I haven't thought of in a while, but he had a couple hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't I, I? Didn't look like him. But uh, to be fair, I haven't seen him in like twenty years, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not always going to be your cup of tea, it's, right? It's not, and, and they they. I think they obviously want to pick people that move the needle, um, even if, like the tech said, like R&B music doesn't necessarily lend itself that well to, say, a, a, like a Super Bowl, like a sporting event. I get that. But some of the songs do. I mean, like like the ones we talked about, like, yeah, and did, I don't, he didn't even play uh, DJ Got Us Fallen in Love Again. Did no, he? he did Caught Up to start with. Caught Up, yeah, which I, was that the odds on, or was Yeah the odds on favorite for first song and Caught yeah, Up the second? I think so. So um, it, it's basically. Love in this club was good. Could have used a little Jeezy, but. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. I, uh, I, I'm i like, I'm with you, Connor. I'm not going to complain. I can, I'll offer my opinion and say, yeah, I thought it was just okay. But, like, does it actually make me upset? Am I sitting there in the middle of it and saying, this stinks, I'm upset? Like, no. What? Like, flip the channel. Watch something else. Like, check, check, update Twitter. See what you're <laughs> missing on the injury updates at halftime or something. Like, you don't have to watch it. If it's, if you don't, if you're not a Usher fan, you're not an R&B fan. I, I, yeah. I mean, go I. check on your chili. I watch it. I'm entertained. I'm like, okay, yeah, that was cool. And then you go on Twitter and it's like, you see people just ripping it. Like, oh, you're sitting on your couch watching it. Don't chill out. Usher was pretty uh, sweaty, hey? He was glistening. The When uh, the coin toss happened after the game, Ashley, my wife, was like, oh, these players look less tired than Usher. And I was like, yeah, Usher gave it all he had. I was going to say, the players get a lot of breaks, right? <laughs> Usher was just going. Usher got no breaks. And even when he had a break, it was to take on, take, put on and take off his rollerblades. So not even a real break. That was the highlight for you, hey? The rollerblades? I thought it was awesome. Those guys, like, they were really they were slick on them blades. Yeah. Because they had, like, the old school, uh, like, derby style ones, like, with the four wheels on, like, the, like corners, not yeah. just, like, a, not a roller blade. I think that's called more of a roller skate, maybe. I don't know if there's a difference, but, yeah, I, I thought the roller blades was cool. And I, I asked this question on Twitter and again this morning, did Usher already know how to roller blade, or did he learn just for that? Did you ever watch Roller Jam? No. Oh. Well, I don't even know what that is. It was on like, uh, I don't even know, <laughs> Channel 29. It was on Friday nights. I want to say it was TNN. And it would be like before Monster Trucks. And I think Slam Ball was on the lineup too Friday nights. It was unbelievable. They would just rip around on roller skates. There's a team from New York, I think. Like and, full contact. Like yeah. Like roller derby. Yeah. Yeah. There are some Men great and old, women competing together. Some great old highlights you see. Uh, from roller from roller derby stuff. Oh, there's a big move. Oh, didn't um, not Natalie Portman, another lady who looks like her. The name eludes me, but there was a big movie about like women's roller derby. I think it was quite popular. Oh, Ellen Page. No, wasn't uh, it? She, she might have been. Yeah, they whip it, whip it. Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. That's what I was thinking. Kristen Wiig, Juliet Lewis. Now Elliot Page. Yeah. 
I, I never saw the movie. Was it good? No idea. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I just... Oh. Well, we're going to dig out some old episodes of Roller Jam so you can see this show. <laughs> catch catch me up to speed on what this is all about, hey? Uh, Triple C says, uh, Usher's from Atlanta. That's all they do is roller skate. They got roller rings. People jam out and dance on skates. So that sounds like a good night. I wish maybe they should have got some more Atlanta. We're on an outcast or Would something. that be a good place to go to, like, find yourself a, a lady? Like, go and show off my moves at the roller rink? I think so. Is there any in Edmonton? There was one set up at uh, Southgate Mall for a little bit, but I, I think, think it shut down. In the summertime, we should replace the Ice Palace, turn it into a roller rink, and that's where I can go post-show every day, go take some hard laps. <laughs> show off? Get grooving. You could dance, like skate backwards. You could make eye contact Kinda with like a girl. Kind of like moonwalking as you're going backwards. Snap your fingers and point. You would look like a goof to everyone watching, but in your own little world, it would be okay. And the young lady I'm, well, not young, the lady I'm locking eyes with, probably same thing. They're like, wow, this guy has game. There we go. Roller Jam on Spike TV. Yes, Big Easy. You know what I'm talking about. That was a great Friday night lineup. You watch the Much Music Countdown, then you switch over to a little roller derby, then you got the Monster Truck Slam Ball, and then on those particularly great nights, you got MXC. That was it for me. Then you switch it over to TGIF and watch some Boy Meets World. Heck of a Friday night back in the uh, late 90s, if you ask me. Maybe not for you. Yeah, yeah Big Easy says it, then MXE. That was a great show. That show I do know. <laughs> that was pure entertainment. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Uh, okay, well, I think that's going to do it for us here on the program. Just about a uh, big thank you to everyone who did tune in today. We do appreciate it. As always, if you missed anything, make sure you head over to uh, anywhere you get your podcast from Apple, Spotify, Google. It's all there. Yes, Kenny Blankenship. That was the uh, commentator on MXC. Such a good show. Uh, up next is the Lowdown with Low Tide along with Declan Kruger. Uh, Jason Greger will be a guest on the show, as is Rachel Dory. They'll recap the weekend in the sports, probably in a very similar fashion to what we did. Then we got the Jason Greger show coming up at 2 o'clock until 6. For Brandon Douglas, I'm Connor Halley. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Appreciate it, as always. Let's get to a sports 1440 update brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc's Bruce Grove, and right here in West Edmonton Mall, WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Here is the Duke.